Welcome to All Things Mythological with me, Sinead, and I have a special guest of Gary Jones with me, who we are going to be talking about the god of mischief himself, Loki. So we're very excited. Um, Actually, Gary suggested this to me because of the new Disney Plus series that started this week. I watched that last night, so we're going to be having a bit of interesting chat about the differences between the mythology... uh, mythological side of Loki along with the comic book and the TV show. So over to you Gary, introduce yourself, welcome. Thank you very much and thanks for having me on the show. Um, so yeah my name's Gary, I, I've been reading comics on and off for probably about 18 months to two years but I've really got into the world of what is Asgardian world so for Loki and so much other stuff and all of the crossovers that have happened in the comics all the way through so when obviously we heard about Disney Plus I started reading loads about Loki and I'm just really interested about how it crosses over how the mythology side actually relates to the comics and then how the comics and mythology also go into the MCU Um, so I can't wait to talk about Loki the god of mischief god of lies you know he's he's just a fascinating character yeah, and thanks for coming back because you did the uh, Hell one, my first episode on the goddess Hell, which mm. is Loki's daughter. Um, so yeah, it was really appropriate as well to have you back for that as well. So that's really great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so we'll look at um, a bit on the family side of Loki as well and the differences that we've found because we had a little chat and mm-hmm. actually we found that quite a few differences are out there between the mythology side and the MCU comic book and tv shows i mean, i'm a big like norse mythology geek i love it i mean i've got my got my little uh, triple horn of odin tattoo as well you know <laughs> so um let's crack on with uh one of the fam- my favorite bits of last night's episode was where they was explaining about loki being that mischievous character to make other people the best versions of themselves And I thought that was really interesting because a lot of the things that you see from Loki in the mythology side is him causing trouble that he or other people have to fix. Yeah. So in the comics, it it is an interesting mix um, because, as you said, that line resonated with me last night as well when I watched the episode. And it's true. In the MCU, he is shown as that kind of character in the comics. He's everything. He's the villain. He's the hero. He's the supporter. You know, he's pretty much every character um, you could think of. So actually, it is very, he's such a complicated character. And yeah, where to start? Where to start? But he is, yeah, when when that line, you know, does make a, yeah, it does resonate. Another bit that kind of made me immediately is pe- uh, peaked up was when they called him Laufey's son. Yes, because this is something that we didn't, I didn't realise um, before, before the show. But do you want to explain why that kind of, you always picked up about that? Laufey is actually, so when, when I first saw the first um, movie, I had a friend at work who was Finnish 
and she told me that she thought it was really funny that Loki's dad was called Laufey because she told me in her culture Laufey is a female name and then that made me look it up and actually in the mythology side Laufey is Loki's mother and his father is actually called I'm going to read this so I apologize if I slaughter it Babati so actually really he should be like Babati's son and yeah. in the comics he is always referred to as Loki Laufey's son um, it's King Laufey La- 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 not Loki, King Laufey um, that comes later but no it is and even in on the um, even on the bio on Marvel, on Marvel, it says um, Laufey father deceased. So yeah, it it is that is that is definitely a crossover where the mythology changes to the comics and to the MCU. Mm. So this is going to stump you. Then you might not know the answer, but does it say on the profile form who his mother is? Then um, Frigga. Okay, because again, so I'm... yeah, Frigga, foster mother. Oh no, no. So, so actually, no. Frigga's foster mother, who's deceased. Um, Laufey's father deceased. Odin is fo- um, foster father deceased. Um, far, far, Bautu, far yes. Barty, um deceased. Um, so that would say be anything the about mother on there. Side. Ah, so yeah, no, it doesn't say anything. Okay, because yeah, and also the fact that we. So the foster side as well is actually with the mythology. So I looked it up um, a bit before we started and actually mm. in the mythology is not fostered by Odin and Frigg. Um, actually, he's Odin's blood brother. And a, and kind of they actually swore an allegiance to each other and actually had a set like kind of like a little ceremony where they've both got yes. each other's blood running through their veins, which is how actually... Loki can get away with things more so because if they go against Loki, they're going against Odin. Um, so in that sense, it's actually Odin's brother rather than Odin's son. But in the comics, it's slightly different. So there's a story in the comics where Bor, so Odin's father, um, comes to Odin in a vision and says to says to Odin that um, you can make you're going to have to make a choice, and whether I live or die. And if you decide wrongly, you will have to, um, the punishment will be a curse. You, but you can get over this by adopting um, a son of a fallen warrior or king. So when Thor is in battle with Frost Giants and he kills Laufey, um, then Loki comes up to him and obviously then that's a curse all sorted so that's how he comes in and Odin says at that point I now have um, Sim which is Loki and also have four these two will be brothers and they will grow up together so that's how it all kind of starts yeah. in the comics yeah because in the uh, the mythology side it that when Odin ha- hanged himself on Yadrasil for the nine days he kind of gets his eye to Loki and sees this different looking person whereas Jotuns can it said can change uh, into wolves or eagles but actually Loki can change into anything he wants and also change gender as well. mm-hmm. and I think we were talking about that being quite appropriate for um, the comics as well pointing out that he's a gender fluid kind of person because he can change and one of the stories that I wanted to talk to you about was um, when 
Thor's hammer gets stole, stolen by the Jotun Sim and actually only wants to give it back by giving over Freya for his wife. And obviously Freya's not going to do that. So Heimdall suggested that Thor's just going to have to go himself and just pretend to be Freya. So Loki suggests that he goes with him and actually transforms himself into Thor's handmaid. And they dress Thor up in Freya's wedding dress and obviously they put a vow over his face because obviously the beard, uh, tie his hair back and just have him kind of covered. So I kind of thought it was funny that like Loki's like, yeah, I'm just going to transform into a woman. Thor, you're going to be that big hairy man under the veil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. And I can remember listening to that on a podcast and it explained that story. And also they were having the feast at the, you know, in the evening and they said about how Thor's appetite was so large and he kind of loved how how he was eating all this stuff. Mm. Um, and it was just fantastic, yeah. Yeah, really and at no really point story. did they register that it wasn't Freya until, like, <sighs> and they'd even been like, come, bring bring the hammer to and put it in my wife's lap. And literally the fact that it wasn't going to marry Freya until after the hammer was in Freya's lap. Uh, I'm guessing that so she couldn't go anywhere because obviously makes sense. Makes sense. Because I'm like, wait, if that's what you're going to give back after you marry someone, shouldn't you marry them and then then produce it? Not like stick it in her lap and then we'll get married. Yeah, it does sound a bit counterintuitive, but hey. Yeah, but that's kind of like all movies, isn't it? This is true. This is true. But isn't that story quite really characteristic of Loki? You know, he thinks outside the box in terms of coming up with an issue, coming mm-hmm. up seeing a problem, seeing how he can solve it. He knows he hasn't got force strength. He knows he hasn't got, you know, all that stuff. Even though Loki himself is very, very strong. You know, he is frustrated, but he can't. He, you know, he is very, very strong, which isn't really explored in the MCU at all, really. Um, but he uses his he uses his mind he uses his kind of skills that he's got um to be able to kind of look at the situation and go do you know what how can i make the most of this how can i and how can i make the most of this but also how can i turn this to my advantage mm-hmm. but also how can i use my mind and my talents to be able to do that and that is a skill he uses all the way through the comics in so many you know so many different times in his life as well growing up there's two stories that stand out to me about him growing up um, one of which is when he was um, watching a glad- two gladiators kind of wrestle and form. He was taking bets before of who's going to win. Four's, ca- four's um, wrestler was winning. Um, so therefore, he Loki betrayed, uh, but bewitched his um, four's chosen character to basically lose. Um, four kind of guessed that. Everybody guessed it was Loki doing it because at that point he was starting to become a bit of a trickster and not really trusted it kind of in the world but yeah that always stands out to me as a kind of a key moment and Loki was kind of still growing up at that point and then there was another one a few years later where um I think it was um Sif, Volstagg and Thor were in a cave and to scare them Loki just thought he'd make three small spiders into three and turn them kind of make them giant just to have a little bit of fun just a little bit of fun but that's Loki kind of testing stuff out and Kind of just seeing how it all goes. Yeah, and but then also he causes problems as well. So um, if yes. you, I, I said uh, um, to you previously about the Assassin's Creed Valhalla game, 
having um, the Asgard quest and it goes through quite a few of the kind of the mythology kind of sides of it and you do have a Jotunheim quest but in the Asgard quest there's a bit about the uh, the builder who's building the wall to stop the Jotuns from getting into Asgard and build it higher and he offered to build this wall for Freya's hand in marriage everyone seems to want to marry Freya for some reason like yeah okay I'll, I'll have her uh, no and again she ain't having none of it so Loki's like okay but we just give him a really short window of time to build this and he's not allowed any help and then he'll never finish it and we can just finish it ourselves so really you're not in any danger of having to marry this person so the builder then agrees to the short time frame but let gets them to let him use his horse mm-hmm. and actually it starts to get to the point where he's nearly finished within the time frame and Freya's like you better fix this Loki because you've done this and I ain't marrying him you said he weren't gonna do it you need to fix it so Loki transforms himself into a mare to distract the horse and actually ends up becoming the mother of the eight-legged horse which becomes Odin's horse um Slepnir. so actually Loki is the father of the three children that we talked about with Angraboda from the episode Hell. So Hell, Fenrir, and the world Midgard snake. I'm going to try and say this properly. Your mm-hmm. manga. I'll, I'll take that. That's better than what I can do. And then also he's got one or two. I think he might have two children with the goddess Sigyn, which is Nafi and Vali. But I'm not sure if Vali is definitely hers. So he's actually, yeah, the father of five and the mother of one. Yeah, yeah. And in, in the comics, it's pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Um, in Journey into Mystery, which is the main bulk of kind of the content in the comics for Loki's kind of backstory, it does explain, yeah, just like you say, he has um, Ben here, Hal, and what's the other one? And the Midgard snake. <laughs> the world yeah, snake. Midgard snake. And the world snake. That's it. Um, yeah. Looking actually on Marvel, it just says Midgard Serpent. That's literally all it says. Um, in terms of no, exactly. So actually, that's quite funny. Yeah, it's got Fenrir, Wolf, Sun, um, Midgard Serpent, uh, Jogenheim, um, Jogenheim, Sun, um, had a daughter. That's literally it. Um, so it doesn't actually refer to the other two as well. And I haven't seen any reference to those two in the comics. Mm. Yeah. Um, but for Loki's early years, yeah, definitely check out Journey into Mysteries. Very, very good series. So long, so long. So some of the early ones, they do sing, they do a story per issue. And then some of the later ones in the 1980s, 1990s, before they started to really go into the series, um, that's when you start to learn about the character arc and kind of they do multiple stories, um, sorry, multiple um, issues for each story. And it goes into a little bit more in depth. Yeah. I think this kind of like summarized Loki's kind of mischief level in that sense mm. of the fact that it said that he creates the problems to oh. people. He effectively, yeah, because of his um, blood brother status with Odin, Odin's not allowed to do anything against him, which is why when they he found out that uh, Fenrir was going to be his downfall and would, would kill him in the at Ragnarok actually he couldn't kill him because of the oath he'd made to Loki so therefore actually Loki 
instigates Ragnarok because of one of his children starts it when when Fenrir breaks free of the like the cloth kind of chains that was made for mm-hmm. him. That's when Ragnarok starts. Yeah. So he's the complete like destruction section of his children then bring about that end of the world apocalypse scenario. It's when I heard about the mythology side of it, that it's actually quite a scary and sad story um of how it is you know especially with the torture that kind of the asgardians did with Fenrir, kind of all the way through you can kind of understand why loki kind of forms that hatred you know growing up before who's the perfect son you know and odin who's kind of the father who's never really accepted um because loki's different and you know this isn't yeah it's a that's a whole podcast in itself yeah. But, you know, growing up, you can kind of see why Loki is Loki. But in the comics itself, there's a really key issue. Um, and I think it's issue 623 of, or 624 of Journey into Mystery, um, where, cut long story short, Loki is a kid. He dies, Thor brings him back, and he then returns as a child. But then... Um, he goes round and he starts to make kind of deals with different people um, like Mephisto, like Hela, like Sutra. Um, and he literally goes round and makes all these deals. He has no idea what he's kind of, what the next step is. Well, it's not at the time. It looks like he doesn't know what he's doing, but he has a plan. But he's going from one adventure to another adventure to another adventure. And in the end, um, he basically goes to the All Mothers and says, you know, I need to sort this out. I need to kind of get it all ready and get it all, get all my lines into it. And he starts to really kind of look to himself and go, nobody trusts me. No one likes me. Loki looks after Loki. That's primarily his kind of default method. Yeah. Um, so then he goes on to adventures to try to resolve what he's done. And that's going to be very similar to what the TVA is going to get him to do in the Disney Plus seasons in the series, by the looks of it. Um, but yeah, fascinating character. That's the thing. I, I watched the trailer before I watched the show as well, just because I've I've been hearing the trailer on like the radio and stuff, or I've seen the poster, mm-hmm. but I hadn't actually visually watched the trailer. So I was like, oh, you know what? Before I watch the episode, I'm going to watch the trailer. And I love the bit where he's like, don't you trust me? And he's like, you have literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. Like, so you don't trust me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's quite open with it. He is, yeah. He's like, yeah. what? I kind of, you should just trust that I have a means to an end kind of thing. And I was like, yeah. yeah. That's and it. Not- he sees in the comics, he literally has no he's obviously got a fixed timeline in terms of how the comics kind of laid out, but he is because, and we haven't even touched upon his sorcery or his kind of magic skills, but he go, he can go anywhere. You know, he can bewitch people. He can show people visions. He's the person in the comics from Avengers number one, who got the Avengers together by placing visions in the Hulk's mind to um, basically destroy a railway track. Now, the public saw Hulk destroying somewhere and the train come in. Luckily, Hulk saved the day, so it's all good. But that then caused a distress call to the Richards, so Fantastic Four, which was intercepted by Thor. Now, Loki had orchestrated all of this to basically look at who's the strongest person on Midgard at the time, Hulk, 
um, who could destroy Thor, um, who at that time in the comics was hit by going by his alter ego, Donald Blake. Um, and he basically orchestrated that situation to do that. And you see this time and time again. He orchestrates in the background um, different people. There's a lovely series arc called um, Acts of Vengeance, where he basically brings together six or seven kind of villains and pits them against um, opposite villains. So Magneto um, would go against, oh, I can't remember, but he they go against opposite villains with completely different skill sets. But Loki orchestrates it, so therefore that person's never fought that other person, so the villain's got the advantage. Mm. But he makes all of his villains think that it's their idea. Yeah. And because of that, they're really brought into it and they're really kind of, well, I'm going to do this. So he orchestrates loads of stuff all the way through. He's he is a master manipulator. Yeah, oh, he's a bit of a sweet talker in that sense. He can get himself oh. out of anything, and that's again why in the mythology side, the only person that can go against Loki is Loki. But even then, with the mm. uh, the punishment that he got given by Odin, it wasn't a death sentence. It was it was torture. And is this the um? Actually, what for the people who don't know, and just make sure I know which one to talk about. Which one's that? So where he's like hung, kind of hung in a cave, like with um, venom dropping on yep. his head, and his wife's like holding a bowl over it to try and stop it. But obviously, she has every so often she has to change it so some gets on, and that's part of his punishment. So it's not a death sentence, yep. but it's probably worse than that in that sense. But it oh, was it's... dripping onto yep. him. Um, and then also, if you've have you seen the TV show Vikings, the old TV no. show? There's a character called Floki, and effectively, okay. I, I love Floki. He's the boat builder, the great character. He literally is the embodiment of Floki, and that's probably the point. And Ragnar, the main character who says he's descended of Odin, um, sentences Loki, uh, Floki to that punishment, which was Loki's punishment. However, obviously in the show they don't have poisonous snake venom it's water and his wife's doing that so actually you see that visual of that punishment from of what loki would have experienced through floki in the vikings tv show i listened to a podcast when they kind of described that kind of that whole scene and some of the kind of the sound effects that they used with it it was just it was it was quite painful to listen to um yeah, it's it does feature in comics again, early journey industries. Um, but oh, what a torture! But there's a lot of kind of examples in comics where Loki is trapped or has been kind of yeah, trapped or um, encaged by Odin, be that in a tree, be that in a cave, um, because of his wrongdoings. He's always kind of got out and he's always kind of managed a way to kind of engineer a situation. There's one in Journey of Mystery um, where he, so Loki got um, punished by Odin and basically got chained to a tree. Um, it was in the large woods. Now, when he was in the large woods, he did orchestrate stuff to make Thor's life on Midgard, you know, not that pleasant. Um, but also, what the only way he could get freed from the woods and through from his chains was to have um, someone cry shed a tear uh, and then by that person shedding a tear about Loki he, Loki would be then freed um, so he, Loki engineered it so oh, 
Heimdall had a um, leaf fall into his eye, and then, therefore, Heimdall shed a tear. You know, it's a technicality, but hey, it's it. You know, that person shed a tear about Loki, so therefore he was freed. Um, but there's loads of, and that's only just one kind of story of Loki getting chained up um, or getting kind of captured and do that. And you see it in the MCU. You know, he got captured a number of times and managed to kind of get out. Yeah, well, he's very um, manipulative in that sense. I mean, he's the reason that uh, Valder died in mythology. So he tricked his uh, blind brother into um, shooting him an arrow with mistletoe, which is the only thing that Valder is kind of, well, could kill him, really. Um, so, yeah, and he tricks people into that. And then then Valder gets sent to hell and hell doesn't want to give him back. And it's like everyone must show that they are like the world's worse off or they're upset about his death. Otherwise I'm not releasing him. Also in the comics, he tricked um, Dr. Strange into giving up the um, source's supreme title well, mantle. And so therefore Loki became the source's supreme for a little while. So it, it's just not. In... Yeah. He's probably more powerful. Yeah, exactly. Oh Yeah. Um, yeah, the thing is with Loki, he uses the tools around him. So therefore, you know, he has got the invisibility cloak, which no one, not even Hondo, can actually see him come in. Um, and that means he can kind of sneak up to play people like um, Hela, Sutra, you know, and Mephisto quite easily without them even knowing and this, seeing he's there. And he's not afraid to use different tools. And you see that again in the MCU and in the comics all the time. Yeah, you know, like so well, with the mistletoe, yeah. Looking, when he was in uh, Jotunheim, I couldn't see what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's little references there, which they've been very kind of clever to to put in. Um, and also, it's and this is why I love the character. You know, there's so many different ways that he, you know, that Loki can go. So many different ways, and so, but he does love to use the tools around him. There's one story where he. Um, Damon Hellstorm and Hella's handmaiden um, Leia was trying to save people from nightmare and he was, they had the plan but it wasn't really working so he went to their default, what would Thor do? What would Thor do to solve the situation at the moment? Because they didn't have a, it, the plan they, they were working on wasn't working. So they started to do what Thor's plan was but they found, figured out quite early on, actually we're not four. We can't do this. I'm Loki. What would Loki do? So therefore they formed a new plan and that involved tricking Nightmare um, and then causing 10 different problems that they spent next few issues trying to sort out. But they did what Loki does and yeah. Loki sorted out. Um, but he is, yeah, he uses tools. He, he kind of works it out and he plays to his strengths. He is such a good character. And he can he go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, in the comics, he literally has links to every character in the Marvel Universe. And he can travel through time. You know, there's one story arc where he um, basically writes his own stories. So he goes into the Great Library and he can write his own stories. So he teams up with Wolverine in um, a Western saloon for an issue. Um, it's, it sounds crazy, but Loki can literally go and do anything which makes him a writer's dream i'm sure the mcu you know it's having that type of freedom that type of character you need to rein it in yeah. so we are seeing only a very small proportion of it 
but yeah in the comics he's literally he can go and do anything and more recently he's helped um Malekith, um with you know with the war of realms story arc by jason aaron and then also um he's in donny cates for current run at the moment so if you do want to read about loki in a current at, right this moment mm-hmm. in a comic book shop check out donny cates forum because it is really really good and that kind of continues the stories but yeah with with a character like loki he's a writer's dream yeah because he can do anything we'll put the uh the details for the comic book ones to check out in the link on the, on the profile so wherever you're watching where it says like what the episode's about i'll make sure we uh pop those references in so people can have it to, to look up. Cool. But there's literally loads and loads of comics available. Um, the way that I personally read comics is a mix of online and off, pardon me, off, online and offline. Um, so I've got an app called Marvel Unlimited, which you can download on Android and Apple. Um, subscription one, but only costs about £8.99 a month or something like that. And you can read up to 25,000 comics. You know, you never have enough time to read all of them. But on there, there's two lists that kind of give you a really good starting point if you want to do understand a bit more about the character of Loki. Um, and that goes through his first appearances, you know, even talks about when he goes to Dead, when he teams up with Deadpool and he tells Deadpool, actually, you're the comic mate. You know, he, he's that kind of character. So he goes through all of his stories, all of his reading lists, and you can literally go from there. Otherwise, go to your local comic book store and yeah. Loki, please. Yeah, um, there is also a very small um, new version called the Marvel Verse comic series, where it literally just chooses five or six stories from the characters' past, um, which is gives you a really good overview as well. Most comic book stores would have that. Oh, thank you. Well, it's been really interesting talking to you, Alison. As we we've both said previously, there's so much like. Loki does and like places to to go for it but really enjoyed uh, talking to you for this so thank you for coming and helping me with my podcast for Loki no. I really appreciate thank it thank you very much thank you very much for having me and yeah yeah happy reading everyone yeah and definitely enjoy the new tv show because I'm gonna make sure that I always catch that so definitely up, up for yeah. that love, love my mythology so I love it when it's on the tv yeah i can't wait to see how it how it where it goes i can't kind of completely see where it's going to go yet in terms of the end part part so yeah it's going to be interesting it's going well, to be maybe we might have to do a, another episode after the series is done just to just to have our thoughts on it <laughs> if you have me i'll be there so thanks again gary and thank you for listening to uh, all things mythological with me Sinead, and my co-star for today gary bye 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 Thank you.